Welcome to Lockdown Listen, a community keyboard delve into the programme archives over the past four decades and featuring music and conversation with Ian Wollstenholme and some of the organ and keyboard world greats. My, yeah, my position with the company is music guidance manager, which uh, is responsible for the educational side of the electronic musical instrument division. And five years ago in, Depa- in Japan, our company, if you like, refurbished its teaching system and launched a worldwide uh, teaching academy, which is called Technics Music Academy, or TMA. Panasonic UK... Uh, we were one of the last countries in the world to actually start teaching this particular system because we did quite a lot of research into the teaching market in the UK before we introduced it. And we actually opened our first music school 12 months ago, which was at SMC Organs at Worthing. And we've gone full steam ahead since then. And we've got a total at the moment of 10 uh, hopefully our final tally in about five or six years' time will be between 40 and 50 schools. But at the moment, we're opening one new music school every month, mm-hmm. which uh, is particularly hard but enjoyable work and is about the level of progress that we want. From a, a performer's point of view or, or a pupil's point of view... What sort of standards are catered for in music? Do you start basic and, and work upwards? Can you sort of com- combine all standards of, uh, of of tuition? Yeah, well, all types of the all types of people can learn how to play in our music schools. Uh, we offer group, private, or advanced tuition. Um, people of any age. We've got pupils that go from seven years to 76 years of age. Um, we've got an introductory course which starts people off comp- with, with no music whatsoever, musical knowledge whatsoever, uh, right from the start. Or if people wish to have specialist uh, teaching in technics products, then that is available as well because our teachers, apart from being all very good musicians are also trained by the company in product knowledge and how to use all our different features. Um, People can also take examinations. We run our own examination syllabus, which is regarded as as one of the best available for electronic organs. Um, And quite a few people have taken our exams. Uh, So they're, they're enjoying quite a bit of success at the moment as well. From a, a hardware point of view, do, do you find that people are a little bit loath to, to tackle these new keyboards, Keith? Well, I think for the sake of the, of the keyboard industry in general, uh, we have to look at educating people to be able to use new, new types of product. Uh, companies like Matchusta spend billions of pounds a year researching and developing new types of technology, which is eventually going to end up on our keyboard product. So if we didn't turn around and start saying, well, there are facilities where you can learn about the product, maybe in about 10 or 15 years' time, nobody would be able to play it. So we do 
want to be very much involved with people of any age, but particularly young people, so that we can give them the opportunity to find out how to use the new facilities, the new sounds that we put on our organs, and to produce the type of music that they want to play. Because so many young people still think that a, an organ with two keyboards and pedal boards sounds like Reginald Dixon, bless his heart, at Blackpool Tower. And that's not particularly the sound they want. But, you know, if you can let them listen to people like Tony playing, then it just proves to them that they can make all the sounds that they hear on top of the pops as well. <laughs> you heard Keith mention that the, that the old analogy between the old and new organs, stroke keyboards. From from your point of view as, as a product specialist, do you, do you find that people are often a little bit confused when they hear the technical jargon that's often used in today's industry? I think people can be confused, but uh, in in a lot of ways, you're talking you are talking a new language. You're not just talking jargon, and there are a lot of new facilities. So it's just a matter of learning what those particular words mean, just the same as when you learn music, you have to learn a lot of new words and new uh, terms. And it's just as important with TMA as well, it's just as important that when you're playing the instrument, you're not just pushing up and down the right notes, but that you're using the facilities on the instrument in the right way as well to help you really to get on just with playing. Whereas in the past, without those facilities you had an awful lot of work to do other than pushing the keys up and down. So use of, of modern technology makes it easier to get on with making music. Mm-hmm. Learning the language that goes with that doesn't have to be difficult. But before we switched the, the tape recorder on this afternoon, I heard you talking in, in 48-bit and 20-odd-bit this familiar computer language does that necessarily mean that a user of these keyboards has to have some grounding in computer technology? Not in the slightest, not at all. And uh, the fact that when we were discussing that, uh, Tony was sat there saying, that, that means nothing to me, actually points out that you don't have to know why the sound on an instrument sounds particularly good with our instruments there. PCM sounds, which means that they're sampled from real instruments. 
You don't have to know how that is done. All that you have to know is that you press a button, mark trumpet, and now it actually sounds like a trumpet. Or that using a particular facility, certain things happen. It's no different from instruments 20 years ago. The only difference is that the sounds are real now. So knowing what actually happens inside the instrument isn't important. Let's bring Tony in here. Tony been a, certainly an eye-opener for me to come along to, to Panasonic on this occasion. It's a good company to work for. Brilliant. Having a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful time. You've had a nice time today, haven't you? Yeah. Good. Yeah. 14 bit is his salary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's a wonderful company to work for because it's... it's 14 bit. 14 bit, yeah. Because we're all sat around the table together, actually, here, ladies and gentlemen, at the moment. Um... And the telephone's and that's going, that's right, yes. If it's low grade, I'm, I'm working. <laughs> Tony, just how much freedom uh, do, do you have in, in presenting or, or demonstrating the, the new techniques range? Um, more, more or less complete freedom. They're, they are, uh, they're a very fair group of guys. And we all have a, a, a common objective, which is, which is obviously to try and show the product off in, in, in the best light, the same as, the same as anybody would. And, um, I'm left really to, to my own devices to, to, to get on with that job. That's the brief I have. Mm. And obviously I will ask the players and the non-players on the, on the team, um, whether or not they've heard any, any good tunes around lately or heard any arrangements of any good tunes or, you know, what's, what's in the charts at the moment that, that's a, that's a good possibility or is there a, a style of music, um, which we could sort of capitalize on. Um, and so from that point of view, it's very much a collective thing, uh, and it's a shame that, that there's only one, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I suppose I'm the front man for that particular end of the, uh, the, the, the business. Um, but it's really very much a sort of a team effort. Obviously, I, 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 when I find out what I'm going to do, um, I'm, I'm just starting uh, work on um, uh, sort of trad jazz band. Like, I got this thing about uh, because the instruments represent group of groups of people working together. Uh, I mean, that's what organs have always represented, groups of musicians working together. It's just we can do it a bit more accurately now. But we do it a lot more accurately now. Um, if I work on a trad band, I want to find out about a trad band, see how it works, see... see what, I mean, you've got a guy that's playing the trombone, but he's not playing any old thing, you know. So I want to try and find out what he does and why he does what he does and, and what the techniques of playing the trombone are so I can I can make our instruments do that. And then... By acquiring the knowledge, re researching it, practicing it, and rehearsing, I'm in a position then to pass all that on. I, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with um, um, passing information on to, to to anybody else. If somebody asks me a question, I'll answer it. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have. Uh, I don't have that many secrets to give away, you know, but I, <laughs> I, but I would do if some, if somebody asked, well, how do you do this? It doesn't bother me that it's, I, I spent 25 years learning how, how to do it. You know, if it can pass that on, um, then I think that's what you should do. Really. Yeah. You know, unless it, somebody, somebody says, uh, can I, can I, cause you know, I, 
I use the disk drive a lot. The, the, it's not that it's a disk drive, it just only remembers the information, but it's the play sequencer. And I get, get a few people that they actually uh, want to have copies of my discs that they, that they can that they can play along with. Uh, well, you know, I mean, that, that I draw the line at that because that is mine. That, that's my work, you know. And, uh, it only means that they, they would have to then somehow try and find the rest of the arrangement to go along with it because actually what's on the disc is virtually unrecognisable as being anything specific, you know. <laughs> but, um, there would be a market for that, though, wouldn't there? Pinching the professional sound? And well, it's, it sounds. I, I don't know that many guys in the business who wouldn't, um, who wouldn't tell you what buttons to use for this sound or buttons to use for that sound. Um, the only time that that's really of any value is if there is maybe a music book to go along with it, uh, where the di- what's on the disc and the music is part and parcel of the same as of, of the same thing. We're working on that at the moment. Actually, I've done three or four arrangements for a book already, which I think is going on sale in Canada soon, uh, and then we're going to bring it over here. Uh, so it'll be nice if that all sort of happens. Isn't it?
Tectonic Technics is this year celebrating, what, 15 years in, in the UK. Mm. I understand. But, but the organ manufacture started some considerable time before that. Do, do you recall any of the, the, the original days of, what, National and, and Panasonic organs in inverted commas? Not really, because um, when they really came over here... Because, I mean, they've been making organs for a long time. But when they came over... They came over here must have been about... Maybe... Do you know, I really don't know how long ago it was. Not a considerably long time ago. Um, and I was just in the process of leaving retail and joining another manufacturer at that time, which was my first sort of non-retail experience. Uh, and they were just around then, and nobody was taking a, a particular lot of notice of them. For the simple reason, they didn't make a product that people really wanted to buy in any quantity. The first time that I really took any notice of the product was when I heard a record by Harold Smart that he did at Jerry Allen's old studio, uh, Alamo, uh, which was great. I mean, that was a re- that was a really good record there. And that was on, an, on a, a national organ. But it was when the U60 was introduced. That's when the balloon mm, went that's up. That's Because sad. they sat back and looked at what people wanted to buy. And they looked at, they tried to find what was around. Um, and that was the instrument that, um, that, that, that people seemed to want. And of course, as soon as that was introduced, I mean, it just went, uh, went through the roof. And we never looked back. Oh, look who's just walked in, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Andrew Smith, your friend of mine, Mr. Andrew Smith. Say hello, Andrew. Hello, hello. Andrew. <laughs> That's about all the sense you'll get out of him today. <laughs> you know, having just been the point of a practical joke, we'll introduce Andy Smith yet again. That was that was <laughs> minor retribution, ladies and gentlemen, for, for Ian Wollstoneholm phoning me at home the other week, pretending to be the tax man, asking why I hadn't sent in my tax return, which <laughs> happened to be on the desk, and I was well, I wasn't actually doing it, but it was there waiting to be done, and I was I was coming out with all this rubbish, and I never realised that it was Wollstoneholm. We've just got him back just a little this afternoon. Not a lot. Just a little. Yeah, you fool. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, have you settled in now with, with Technics and Panasonic? Oh, yes, I think so. Yes, without doubt. Working with this lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> What's, to, just to, to recap, what, what is your role within uh, the company? I'm an area sales manager, which means uh, I have an area of dealers to look after and make sure they pay the bills on time, etc., <laughs> Do they? Yes, most of them. <laughs> the, the, the products, Andy, are made over in Japan in a large number of cases. Yes. Large number of cases. They're made in a building. <laughs> they just come over in a large number of cases. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy that one. I'll buy that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you can live with it. Yeah, I'll live with that one, yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot what the question was. Yeah, is is the great deal of contact liaison between here and overseas? Oh yeah, sure, without doubt. Um, Philip Leader, um, our colleague, um, goes over to J- <laughs> <laughs> goes over to Japan quite regularly, and um, 
works through new product ideas with the Japanese, yeah. Do, do the lines of communication ever break down? Only when we have... <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good one. Do you want to do that one again? No. Oh. Right. Do the, no, I don't. I don't think so. Because before a product ever actually gets onto the floor, um, we have a variety of uh, pre-production samples here, uh, which get updated. They send us new uh, new bits and pieces to stick in it, you know, airmail, uh, so we can keep updating the sample, so we can get it absolutely right here before it gets released. And, and we all play a part in that, Andy. Um, I found him in the, in the basement the other the other week playing the new. Um, oh, I can't tell you what the new one is, can I? No, I can't say anything about it. Well, I can, but I'm not going to. Uh, well, yeah, he was he, he was doing. Will eh? Fiver? No, he can't pronounce it. That, uh, I can't. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was testing out uh, some of the new bits and pieces. Uh, on that, so we all play a part in that, which is which is nice because the product that you see on the floor is a result of all the team, and nobody takes complete contra- complete contra- contra- the, the team you complete- talk about includes the dealers as well. That's right, yeah, because yeah. we we get feedback from our dealer network, which is important. So that at the end of the day, we hopefully get a product that the people want and not what we want them to have. Mm. Which is nice. It's uh, you get a nice balance. The dealer said that a lot of people don't want a, a single button programmable transposer. They want a, a, a slider control that goes up and down the notes. Guess what we got? A yep. slider that goes up and down the notes. That's what. So you rely on the information. That oh sure. That comes yeah. out of the dealers. Mm. Thank you. 
Why, why is it, gentlemen, that... that gentlemen, the la- he's treating us as a comedian. <laughs> oh, why is it that the, the large companies, your rivals and yourselves, tend not to present themselves at the various keyboard festivals? Yes, there are some, there are some very good answers, um, which really you need to sit down and, and talk about over a longer period of time than I think you have here, it isn't for the reason that I think is assumed by a lot of people that we can't be bothered or we don't think that it's important enough. Those sort of occasions are extremely important. But we have a group of people who are on our team who are more than salesmen. Andy, you've just been talking to Andy. Andy is an area sales manager. He's not a rep, a traveller. He's an area sales manager. He has to understand all aspects of business. We have three guys, like Andy, who spend their time administering the accounts and presenting product to hundreds of thousands of people all the year round. The simplest way I can put it, we can't do everything. Now, this is the first year for me for a long time that I haven't physically been able to be at any of the festivals because I'm already booked up. Andy, I know, was at two of the festivals last year. I was at one of the festivals last year. When we do the festivals, people like us to play the product, um, which we enjoy doing, but we have other things to do as well, which are as valuable to the company where, I don't know, maybe Phil Brown or Tim Flint or Brian Sharp uh, or Ian Griffin um, is going to be playing our product, then sadly, if that's if, he's, if they're going to be there, we'll say, well, look, somebody's going to be playing Technics there. We're going to have to give it a miss because we've either got to go to Japan or we've got to do some stuff in Europe. And I know they should have their own guys to do it, but unfortunately they don't. We do it because they recognise the fact that we contribute a lot to the product and so we get involved in a lot of other things as well if we had a lot more people it would be brilliant i personally would like to see us involved a lot more but doing something very special for all the technics owners because it's a great 
opportunity to get to know them. And I think in time that, that, that will happen. But we want it to be a prestigious event mm. um, for us, and, and, and therefore I suppose it needs a lot of thinking about does that sort of answer your question? Yes. You know, yeah, and I'm, I'm certainly not trying to, no. to, to evade it. No. Are you? No. You know, I mean, I no. don't no. Would you agree with that? Mm. I mean, we, we love doing it. I, I'd be at every festival. I know Andy would oh, be at yeah, every festival. Right. But we, we, don't, time. we don't have time, unfortunately. So the Wokum Festival in question, he comes a fortnight before a, a major two-week tour of Great Britain. <laughs> to try, I mean, well, last year... It's two weeks in front this year, isn't it, Andy? Um, last year, the the Morecambe Festival started the day before our roadshow. And the day before our roadshow is when we, we drive to our first venue, which is Newcastle, and do a full technical and dress rehearsal. Um in the venue, so we can we can check all the all the, the final bits and pieces. Out. So that one is sort of practically impossible. This year it's a fortnight before, but we're right in the middle of rehearsals for that. I'm going to try and get to the last night if I can. I, I, I just just have a bit of fun. I'm I'm sure that that um, well on the occasions that I have had chance to sit down and talk to uh, Alan and and Trevor about these things in particular, they've been more than understanding because they've... Well, Trevor's been in retail and has been working on the manufacturing side and has had his own uh, distribution company. So he knows how difficult it is. Well, many thanks indeed to, to Keith and to Phil, Tony and uh, Andy for, for joining me again on, on the programme. Um, I didn't realise you'd been coming apart. <laughs> After this... <laughs> um, thank you for the lunch. Oh, yeah, you're you're and, and, more and than the, welcome. Uh, Just leave the, the money on the side. The goodies and, and, and yeah, things. you got some yeah. prezes. Yeah, we're giving him prezes, ladies and gentlemen, to take away and distribute amongst the masses, which is fun. <laughs> Have you enjoyed your day here? Yes, yeah? we've had a good time. Haven't yes, we? met a lot of nice people. Welcome. Yes, and we haven't beat you up or anything, have we? This time, this time, we have to confiscate yes. the bag, mate. He comes here, he comes here with, a with a Yamaha bag. Yeah. And very fine Dirty bags work. they are too. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you again.
And once again, my sincere thanks to the directors and staff of Panasonic Technics in Slough for very kindly allowing Radio Cavell, in the way of yours truly, to produce a feature on their company.